0: This is CliffCentral.com. Hello and welcome to another in-conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is cliffcentral.com. I'm delighted to be able to bring you the people I meet on my travels around the world of conferencing and professional speaking. Some of them are homegrown South African talent. Some of them are internationals. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll know that I'm very, very fond of South African talent first and foremost. And my guest today on this podcast is no exception whatsoever. I'm going to introduce you to Zippo Sikanane. She's a motivational speaker. She's a writer and a businesswoman. And I saw her recently on stage in santon for the first time kind of attracted by her profile Um, i know that she told us on stage that she's only been back in south africa for six months but she's built a massive career in business she's part of that i guess homecoming revolution and she's joining us uh, from a business meeting online on skype at the moment from somewhere in cape town although she is Joburg based let's meet her and find out exactly what the story is zipo nice to have you with us on the show
1: Yes, only a pleasure Michael. I'm glad to be on board.
0: So, uh, you know, I, I understand that you were the first African woman to graduate from the Stanford Graduate School of Business. Um Yes,
1: yes, the first South African, yes, the first black South African. It was a uh, moment in
0: history. That which is really really cool. And and you know, yes, you've worked yes. you've worked for some major retailers. You worked with the Edcon Retail Group, you worked with a parent company of Zara, and you've also worked as a business analyst with McKinsey & Co. I mean, you yes. built a career offshore. Having grown up in South Africa, first of all, tell me about your background, and then I want to know why you left, and then I want to know why you came back.
1: Yes, yes, fantastic. I mean, my background is... uh It's a very interesting story in the sense that it's the normal, you know, someone growing up in a very tough environment in South Africa. So I grew up in a a small township in northern KZN. And, you know, what's fascinating about my story is that the circumstances that, that I come from, a lot of people don't get to where I am when they come from that environment. Sure. And so it's really interesting because the more and more I grew up, the more I started realizing that there's certain things that I've done very differently in my path to basically make me stand out and basically continue to succeed throughout the, throughout the various initiatives that I led in my life. So, for example, I mean, if you're growing up in a poor family, You know, very quickly you realize that you're short of money, you're short of uh, so many opportunities. And one of the things that I did was start entrepreneurship at a very young age, as early as the age of five. Right. You know, at the time, (laughs) it's very strange because everyone's like, why is this little kid selling things? But to me, it made so much sense um, because it brought income at home, but it also, you know, gave me the birth of my passion for for entrepreneurship. And then throughout my high school years and even at university, it's just something that I always had a passion for. And I always had little initiative going on the side. And so uh, from that, I got a great scholarship to go to UCT, uh, where I did study business. Uh, So I started accounting and I started finance. And it was an amazing opportunity because, I mean, coming up from a township and then you're sitting next to people who went to the best uh, private schools in the country. And the gap is huge when you need to catch up to where they are. But nevertheless, I mean, it meant working quite hard. I mean, sometimes through the night, sometimes three, four times more than other people next to me just to make sure that I made it through to the other side. And so I think when you speak about the credentials that you spoke about, that you saw, so for example, being mm. able to get into McKinsey, you know, being able to go to the likes of EdCon and work abroad, et cetera, you know, all those examples for me was a testament that there's something different here in terms of, you know, the lessons that I've learned. And so the big thing that I'm really passionate about is then how do I share that with the rest of the world, basically? Which is amazing. Um, and that's, um,
0: let, let me jump absolutely. in there, if I may, because... The, yes. Coming out of a single-parent household in a township in KwaZulu-Natal a few years ago, as it is today, still remains a very difficult thing to do. You mentioned a scholarship to UCT. I mean, we have at the moment going on in South Africa lots of discourse going on around the university scenarios about the fees must fall campaign, roads must fall. How do you feel as a graduate of UCT having returned to South Africa and seeing what's going on, this kind of wanton destruction of property, this violent series of protests. How does that make you feel? I
1: mean, I'll be honest with you, it makes me feel very, very sad what I'm seeing at the moment because you're basically seeing people fighting for education. And education is not something you should be fighting for. It's something that you should be getting as a right to begin with. And so when I travel around the world to other countries, you find that, for example, the public education systems is sometimes stronger than even the private education system in some of the developed worlds. Yet we don't have that privilege in South Africa. And so this um, makes our situation very difficult. If anything, I can relate to the students because some of them understand, you know, where they come from. Obviously, the difficulty is that you should not be using violence as a tool, right, to effect change. There needs to be better ways to have conversations to effect change without leading to, to vandalizing the very few institutions that we have in the country of, um, of higher education.
0: And you got a business science honors degree from UCTI I Yes, as indeed, well.
1: indeed. I actually graduated uh, top ten percent of the class, which was uh, which was a, a, a big privilege for me. Which is uh, because stunning. it was a testament. Yeah, absolutely, it was a testament that you know the, the, that's when the story was unfolding. I then mean, I, say.
0: I don't want to make our whole interview about this, Zipo, but I mean, you say you can relate to those students. Do you sympathize with them or empathize with them?
1: For me, it's, de- it's, it's definitely empathy, I'll be honest with you. It's definitely empathy because I wish that they get the opportunities to have this education that I had so they too can tap into the uh, job opportunities that this country has, but a lot of people cannot access because they don't have that education. So for me, that's how I feel about this. You know, at the same time, it's important for people to also realize that whatever you do in any stage of your life, impacts the rest of your life going forward so even if you're strong about changing education now you should find ways of doing it constructively right because if you for example at a young age in your late teens in your early 20s are busy vandalizing property somewhere things like that they stay on your record for life right that doesn't change and I am sad to an extent because some of these students are actually not aware of the cost implications of some of the behavior um, that is taking place at the moment.
0: And their life implications as well. Let's move Absolutely. away from the current protest Absolutely. scenario and let's focus more on you because not only did you graduate from UCT with first class and distinctions, you went on to, M- uh, to an MBA at Stanford University. Was that on a scholarship as well?
1: Yes, yes, yes. A very a very good story, actually, with Stanford. So, I mean, I, I was surprised when I got into Stanford. It's one of the hardest MBA programs to get into in the world. I mean, only 2% of the class is African, and it's very, very small. Um, so for me, when I was accepted, it was pretty much, yes, <laughs> I'm going, um, you know, without any uh, holdback on it. And the thing with Stanford is what happened is just before I started, they actually came up with the, their first full scholarship. Um, and I got a phone call, and they wanted to offer it to me. Uh, which was an amazing opportunity because if you're doing an MBA at a top t- institution in, in the world, I mean, the cost can be close to two million rands in yeah, total. Yeah. And so when you're getting a scholarship for that, it basically gave me the opportunity that when I got to Stanford, I was at the same level financially as everyone else who was there coming from some of the richest families in the world. I mean, my classmates, their, their parents were some of the most successful people in the world and they sent their kids to Stanford. And so being in an environment like Stanford was an amazing opportunity because it made me realize that we have so much more potential than what we even think is possible.
0: Now that's remarkable. You went on with a phenomenal business career as well. You've worked for Edcon retail group here in Southern Africa as a project manager for the chief executive. And, you know, you did some strategy for them. You did a whole bunch of things with Edcon yes, and then moved on to the, the parent company of Zara as well. I mean, Also, McKinsey, and we could talk, sadly, we've only got a few minutes left to talk about your career. It's been phenomenal, and you'd expect someone who does so well in higher education to move into those kind of realms. But, you know, you moved to the States, and now you've come home. Zipo Sikakeni, you've come home, and now we're in this situation, my love, where you've returned to an African continent, back to home, and you're writing, you're speaking, you're trying to inspire your fellow Africans, to do more? Is that your main message right now?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, hands down. That is my main message right now because having traveled around the world, I mean, I've, I've been to, I think, almost 30 countries in the last 10 years. And once you see that much of the world, you realize just how much value we have in our own country and in our own continent. And so my passion is to help other people unleash their own potential whether it's at a personal level at a professional level or at a whatever level find what your potential is and take it out and really give it back to the world because that's what's going to make you stand out in whatever you're doing major, and so everything major that question, i drive though, now major yeah, go question. ahead go ahead
0: yes why did you come back you've made it you're traveling the world <laughs> you're doing great stuff what brought you back to this country
1: I'm so passionate about this continent. It's amazing. So even when I left, I knew that I'm coming back. The reason why I'm here is I feel like there's so much business potential that has not been realized. And so my passion drives a lot about helping business leaders and also helping organizations figure out how they can tap into these growth opportunities and make the most of them. So that's why I'm back to really, it's like, I, I see this era of African giants, you know, this is what I'm seeing. But those businesses, those organizations can only exist if we all go hands in and we start growing um, and growing talent. And the last point is this continent already has so much talent strain. The last thing we need is more people like myself just going to the lights of the first world and not not coming back. So this is why I'm here. And this is also why I'm going to stay.
0: I know that your life story has been featured in magazines, newspapers. You, you, you're in a book on inspirational life stories published in Asia. You're also writing yes. at the moment uh, as a weekly columnist for a major Sunday paper as well, aren't you?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. The Sunday Times.
0: But more than writing, you're also investing in entrepreneurs and small businesses. Um, I mean, how do, how do people track down uh, where to find you? Where, you know your LinkedIn profile or Facebook. Where is it best for people to go out and look for Zippo Sikakane?
1: Yes, the best way to do it is uh, through my website. So it's www.zipposikakane.com. Um, and then also there, my email is there to contact me and they can find out more about me uh, if they want to connect further, especially on all the opportunities that I mentioned, because I'm in that mindset of either it's writing or speaking or, you know, helping with funding or advising small businesses to grow. Um, that is my passion at the moment.
0: So you can Google Zipo Sikakane and find out exactly what it is. I mean, that's the best way to find you as (laughs) well, really, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And Unlike you, there's not yet another Zipo Sikakane. (laughs) Yes, yeah. You're not the other Zipo Sikakane like I'm the (laughs) other Michael Jackson.
0: Um, But, I mean, I I love what you're doing. I think, you know, talking about doing business in Africa, leading entrepreneurship, you know, this is a dream come true for you then, Zipo, isn't it? Really?
1: Absolutely. It really is. I mean, it's unfolding. And I'm only 28. So I'm more excited to see how much else is going to follow after this.
0: So you've been back in the country six months now. What lies ahead for you for the balance of 2016?
1: It's a, it's a lot of things. So definitely much more writing along the way. Definitely much more on the speaking circuit since I'm available uh, more for conferences now in the country. And definitely a lot more in uh, developing small businesses. Um, so either in advisory capacity or in the, um, you know, assisting them with funding. So that's my projects for the year ahead.
0: And no regrets whatsoever about coming home, even with the turmoil and the chaos and the Rand dollar exchange rate. I mean, it's just
1: absolutely, absolutely. I'm such an optimist. All I see is opportunities. So all this noise we're seeing is just short term. Uh, eventually it's going to change and we need to have a medium term, long term outlook and not be impacted by the noise that's happening on a day to day, month to month uh, basis in the country at the moment.
0: This I, is critical. I tend to believe like you do probably that you know, the, the noise, which is being amplified by the media, is actually coming Absolutely. from very small pockets of people. For the most part, 99.99 percent of the population, 99.99 percent of the economy of this country is incredibly sound. It's all doing very well, really, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly the reason why I'd rather be here than anywhere else in the world at the moment.
0: Now, those are the words of Zipo Sikakane. I'd rather be here in South Africa than anywhere else in the world. This is a woman who's built an amazing career. She's come home part of the homecoming revolution, and I wish her more and more power in terms of changing mindsets, doing stuff around entrepreneurial development, empowering youth, women, anybody in, in Africa who needs to be inspired needs to go and Google Zipos Sikakane right now. Time is against us, my love. It's always been a pleasure doing this radio show and getting to meet some great people like yourself. Fifteen minutes is far too small to get into the heart of it, but I guess the best thing to do in saying goodbye and thank you for being on the show is to say, just go Google you, Zipo Sikakane. When, sto- when people read your story like I was, I think they're going to be absolutely amazed.
1: Cool, thank you.
0: It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. That's the caliber of guest you meet right here on cliffcentral.com. This show in conference with Michael Jackson, podcasted weekly but available to you wherever you are, whenever you want it, on a continuous basis. Thanks for listening. Make sure you bring your friends along next time as well. It's been a real pleasure having you with us. Thanks and goodbye. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com